This is Talking Business. I'm joined now by Nancy Youssef, who is the CEO and founder of Classic Finance Group and also the founder of Classic Mentoring and Coaching. Hi, Nancy. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Alan. Thank you for having me. Um, now, Classic Finance Group, um, uh, it, it seems to be quite a, a broad finance. It's not just a mortgage broker. You do lots of um, different finance solutions for people. How did that um, – was that is that unusual? Was it something that grew and developed over time? Yeah. I mean, when I originally established the business in the early 2000s, it was predominantly for mortgage broking. Um, but over the years, uh, being able to work with the type of clientele that I have worked with, many of them small business owners, I've needed to diversify the business to offer not so much product, but solutions. And solutions uh, for small business owners encompasses all sorts of financial products, not just um, helping them with property purchase, but also business funding, cash flow funding, um, equipment leasing, uh, car leasing, and, and a range of other products. And have you had to broaden the the um, lenders that you get it from as well? I mean, uh, uh, obviously, mortgage broking is simply mainly banks, but have you had to deal with other institutions apart from just banks? Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, especially in this day and age, there's a lot of um, newer lenders emerging and uh, there's certainly a lot more financial products. And so broadening that and being able to, you know, understand what the different institutions provide and and why we would use them has been instrumental in helping to diversify and being able to Mm. offer those solutions. And it's a very male industry, this mortgage broking and finance (laughs) broking in general. Um, Was it very difficult to sort of make your way and to establish yourself as you have as a woman? Look, I, um, I, I think it's it's one of those industries that, you know, has remained male-dominated. Um, the, the pleasing thing is that we have seen female engagement increase um, over time, particularly with women embarking and, and setting up their own businesses. Um, certainly in the earlier years, it was um, difficult, not so much from, you know, you know, males and females. It, I, I had a lot of support, I must say, from, um, you know, some, some male, very successful businesses along the way. Um, but in, in terms of um, being, you know, early in the years, especially around networking events and things, you'd sort of see the huddle of women, at, you know, sticking together at, at different events. But um, certainly um, it is still very much a male-dominated industry and and I think in any industry diversification is needed um, and and this industry no different so yeah yeah and four years ago you went to a, a Richard Branston Richard Branson um, leadership retreat. Yes. How important was that for you? Um, it was. A, it, I write about it a lot in the book. Um, it was very instrumental for me, um, mainly because I put myself on a platform. Um, the The opportunity presented itself to go. Um, I was on the on the on the back foot. I think mainly around sort of understanding who some of the other participants were and and feeling a little bit out of my league as as such, uh, being a small business owner in Sydney and you're sort of um, attending a gathering where. There's, you know, lots of larger entrepreneurs and business owners. But um, one of my mantras has always been to surround yourself with people who are obviously more successful you, more successful than you are or who know more than you do um, because that's where you're going to learn. And so it was, a, it was a big personal goal of mine to, you know, make it happen, and I did. And it was hugely instrumental because 
a lot of things took place on that island, um, you know, around education and understanding, you know, how different uh, people have built their businesses. But also for me, just putting myself out there and going um, was a huge, um, you know, leap of faith. And I think I never look back. It was it was it was such a grand experience. I mean, Richard Branson was the catalyst for me going, but it was everything else that happened on that island for me personally um, that really changed the course of how I started to look at my my own business. Did it also change the course of how you mentored? I mean, you'd already at that point, you know, been running your mentoring business for a little while, coaching. Um, did it change the way you approach that as well? Absolutely. I mean, the more the I, I think with mentoring, it's it's such a vocation. Um, it's not something that you know anyone can just do. I think you've got to have that gift and that passion to be able to want to help somebody succeed. And for me, um, much as I nurture others, I also need nurturing. And so what better place um, to have had it than to have gone and, and, and listened to some speakers who've built businesses, you know, global businesses, and, and, and also to network with um, Australian businesses and business owners who've become, I, I suppose, a, a, a bit of an alumni group. And I've formed some very good friendships with successful people who I, who I, pretty, I sort of have on speed dial. Um, but it did help, um, especially in those early years, um, to be able to bring back a lot of that inspiration and pass that on to many mm. of my mentees. And and so which of the two businesses that you've got are the bigger? I mean, I presume finance <laughs> broking is bigger, I suppose, but look, is I, the, other, the other one growing? I think, um, you know, when you look at finance broking, it was a business I founded 16 years ago um, and, you know, it was riddled, I, you know, I talk about it in the book again, that it was riddled with, you know, trial and error and I wasn't a born, um, you know, business owner. It, it, a lot of it I learned on the job as such. Um, in looking at classic mentoring, it became successful a lot faster because you learn from the mistakes you make in the first business. And so I grew that business in all of seven years. Um, and the idea with mentoring was that it would eventually become a succession plan for me and I'd be able to still give back to the industry, remain involved in the industry, but, you know, be able to step away from finance. Um, it, what's panned out in reality is not possible. Um, by mentoring, you've got to walk the walk and, 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 and talk the talk. And so doing that also meant that my finance business grew quite significantly during that period. And for, you know, for the last few years, I've felt that I've had a bit of a foot on, on two islands. But, um, you know, I've also engaged a team who are able to look after a lot of the day to day and allow me to focus on what I'm really good at, which is growing the business. You called your book Fear, Money, Purpose. Yes. Explain the title. It was an interesting one. Um, I wanted to, you know, use a lot of my own story. Um, small business owners sometimes feel that they're going around in circles, you know, driving themselves nuts on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, trying to figure things out. And, you know, working with a lot of small business owners over my finance career and helping them and seeing a lot of their day-to-day -day challenges, not just around money, but also just, you know, operations. You know, it's not unusual to have conversations with um, many of my clients around lead generation or technology or staffing or, you know, um, expansion. And a lot of the fear that I felt, and I guess the common thread that I saw in a lot of these conversations I've had with small business owners, and especially also with startups that are coming in and setting up a business, is that a lot of that fear that paralyzes people from taking that next step in their business comes down to money. And so addressing the, the issue of fear 
and then coming up with some strategies around if you know what money options are available to you, then being able to, um, and, and what products are out there, um, being able to use money to help alleviate some of those, those fears and working with facts and figures and a lot of the things that I learned along the way to then ultimately, I mean, we all get into business to have a certain amount of flexibility or to do the things we enjoy or we want to, you know, have a sense of freedom. And if you speak to a lot of business owners, it's the exact opposite that they experience on a day-to-day basis, um, myself included. And so when I look back um, at, you know, some of the defining moments in my own career where I realised, hey, am I really living what I set out to do? And I realised, no, that I wasn't. And, you know, you sort of get a little bit muddled with what is my purpose? Like, what am I actually trying to achieve here? Why am I even in business? That then, um, you know, helped me come up with, you know, sort of reflecting a lot on that journey was where that title came up with. Do you find yourself mentoring and coaching um, finance clients? So Classic Mentoring is a vehicle and a program that was established for startups in the finance industry. So in essence, I'm training my competitors as such. Um, and that is the niche that I have well, worked with. Well, that's big of you. <laughs> well, I believe that there's enough of a pie for everybody and we could do with a lot more professionalism in our industry. Um, and certainly looking at um, the, the legacy that I wanted to leave um, was to be able to work with startups and help them with some of the challenges that I felt that I didn't have enough help with when I started. So it was a way to give back as well. Um, one of the um, uh, stories that is on your website is about the uh, changes at APRA uh, that's been taking place in the way that they run the um, regulating finance. It's been a huge twelve months, hasn't it? I mean, um, how, how have you found it? And, well, and um, how do you think it's going to? How, how it's going to? How is it going to unfold from here? Do you think? Look, the irony of of, of this book, and um, I spoke about this a few weeks ago, um, was that. I here I am writing a book about fear, money and purpose and being in small business and you know looking at the last 12 months particularly around the Royal Commission and talking to a lot of business owners in our industry the fear that a lot of them have had and the uncertainty about what the future looks like in terms of you know income or regulation or what was going to be required from an operational perspective we've certainly had quite the turbulent roller coaster ride um, you know, the future is that the change is on the horizon. I mean, definitely it, it is needed, it is warranted. Um, but there are also things that, um, you know, I think we'll have to say for another conversation. But, you know, around what, um, you know, what the future of mortgage broking is going to look like. Well, at least uh, the, the Royal Commission's recommendations uh, on mortgage broking aren't going to be. Uh, implemented, it seems, so that uh, at least you won't be destroyed as an industry. Not for a few more years, but um, look, you know, you can never say never. Um, it's one of those things that, um, you know, we're in a very much a commission-based industry and, and, you know, mortgage brokers now constitute 60% of, lo- almost 60% of loans um, in Australia. So it is quite a large distribution channel. And, you know, with a lot of the surveys um, and consumer surveys that have been done, you know, people are quite happy with the service they receive from mortgage brokers. Yeah. Well, it's been great to talk to you, Nancy. Thanks very much. Thank you, Alan. Thanks for having me. I've been talking to Nancy Youssef, who's the CEO and founder of Classic Finance Group and also Classic Mentoring and Coaching.